The Talking Point with Kathy Motlasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. All right, we continue the conversation on the talking point. And of course, as always, I'll be taking your calls on 011-714-2006. Uh, you're welcome to call in and raise whatever issue may be on your mind on the WhatsApp line 0614-104-107 and on Twitter at SFM Radio, the hashtag there, SAFM Talking Point. So I want us to turn our attention then to this issue that has been experienced when it comes comes to the country's licensing system. The Road Traffic Management Corporation, of course, insisting that the online booking system for licenses is working. It's despite the protests that we've been seeing for the last two weeks by driving school owners who say the e-natus process is cumbersome and not always efficient. So yesterday uh, we spoke to the General Secretary of the National Driving School Association of South Africa, Lazarus Mugwena. So this system, online pre-booking system, it's not reliable. The driving school accepted and the member of public accepted this online booking system from 2018. Then they said, okay, no, it's fine. We know, government, you are catering a certain portion of people. Let's help a driving school to help whoever the poorer of the poorest in helping them to access the DLTC. What we did as driving school, we, we, we went back and do what we call a business model, whereby we can accommodate them. Then we said, okay, we come to a driving school, we created what we call one-stop shop. In one-stop shop, we are saying, you come to the driving school, we, put, we give you a package. That package will teach you the learner's license that is now being introduced as a computerized one. We'll teach you the computerized license, learners. We'll teach you how to drive. And then we'll secure an appointment for you at a fee that is called, we call it a package. And then we'll transport you to a DLTC using our trucks for the test that has been done through us. And that was fair enough. Our public had no problem to use the driving school to go through the, to the DLTC. So now, you tell me then, uh, the system is offline for a period of a week. Then how do you then access the DLTC? There's only one system that is now in place, which is the online system, and it's, it's offline for a period of, of a week. Then you say, tell me that this is a, a reliable system. It is not a reliable system. All right, so that was the reflection of Mr. Mukwena of the uh, Driving School Association. Let me welcome Simon Zwane, who is the spokesperson for the Road Traffic Management Corporation, onto the show. Uh, Simon, good morning. Good morning, Kate. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Let's talk about then some of the challenges that are being experienced with this online booking system. I think let's begin with the reflections of the department in terms of what you've been able to see and analyze about what's going right and also what's going wrong with the system. No, Kathy, what we have, what we must, what we must concede up front that uh, for a, a week from the 18th of Feb, we did experience technical problems which we attended to 
and got the, the, the system to stabilize. That was at the time when we introduced the payment gateway for the renewal of vehicle license discs. So we, that has now been stabilized. And I think there were, there's been more than about 3,000 people have transacted on the system. These people being from Gauteng, KwaZulu-Natal, even from as far as the Western Cape. So the system has been is stable. People have been able to make bookings to go and renew their driving license cards. They are able to make other bookings to do other transactions. Uh, where we've had a challenge is that, as the driving schools say, they have been able previously to do block bookings for what their clients, whatever they call them. But the system was designed to service an individual motorist. So you had to put in your email address and your own uh, cell phone number. And system is able to identify if a cell phone number has been used before and would prevent you from, from using that cell phone because it has been used before. It can it has sent an o it sends an OTP just for the security of your information because we are custodians of information such as uh, the license numbers of people on the netis there are ID numbers of people there are vehicle details of other of people there so we need to make sure that the person transacting on the system is a legitimate person who has got uh, legitimate interest has a vehicle has got an id because it attaches your id number to your cell phone so if if somebody else uses your id and uses a, a different cell phone number the system was able to was able to reject that but now uh i believe that there are Discussions that have taken place between the driving schools, the MEC for transport in Gauteng, where they're looking at how they can accommodate uh, the driving schools so that they'll be able to to transact on behalf of their of their clients. But all in all, people have been able to to make their bookings. There are people who have made bookings on the system who are at the DLTs as we speak now. To, to transact, so it is. It has been stable for the for for for, for the past uh, two weeks or so. So okay, th- those are two. D- you know, they seem to me that they're two different things. The, the system that you're talking about, you, you you say that things went started going wrong on the 18th of February. When was it launched? Oh, we've, we've had uh, the online booking system from 2018. Yes, but but the the the, the pay channel that, that you're talking the about. The pay channel was yes. we launched it. We launched it on the 18th of of Feb. Yes. So so basically, it crashed on the same day that it was launched. Yes, there were, there were technical problems that we experienced when it was launched, yes. What was the issue? You know, w- did you not stress test the system enough before it 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 went to launch again being mindful 
of just what the broader impact of it will be? It, it was tested before, but with, with technology, sometimes things do happen. Uh, there were unforeseen technical problems that then arose, uh, and they had to be attended to immediately. What were some and of those did, problems? Some of the problems was that uh, that we identified was, firstly, up front, people were struggling with uh, creating profiles. Uh, now we had introduced a new requirement, which was uh, to in- a requirement for people to put in their email address and and cell phone numbers, and people were not used to that. Oh, to create a profile of the individual, and people were not used to that because previously there was no profile created. So that also created problems for, for many of the users. So we have, you know, drivers or rather owners of licensing centers and those who work at licensing centers who have been protesting over the last two weeks over the system and how problematic it is. So when you say that the system has been stable over the last two weeks, explain to me, perhaps there's something I'm missing about what is fundamentally being challenged here. Now, what what they are challenging is is their inability to do block bookings because the system has been designed to do a booking individual. So each individual motorist was supposed to do it themselves. So they want to be able to do the booking on behalf of uh, of on on behalf of of people that they call their clients. Now, as they were doing that, because they are using one cell phone number, now the system must send an OTP to the to the rightful owner or rightful yes rightful owner of the vehicle. Mm-hmm. So that that individual can say yes, it's me. Proceed uh, with, with with the transaction, but without that, if the if the OTP is set, the cell phone number used is different from the cell phone number that the owner had previously given to to the to a licensing center or to record it on the on the netis the system would not would, would reject uh, any attempt to transact on behalf of that person. That was the problem. All right. So one of the things that has been said again by the driving schools is that the system has been offline for the past week. No. There have been uh, instances, like I said, from around the 18th to the 23rd, where the, the system was unstable. And it had to be uh, updated to ensure that it, it remains stable and is able to people are able to transact. So it would have been slow on some days, but it, it was it was still uh, uh, working. But it was working slowly. But now it's fast, it's stable, and and when people are able to transact for this whole whole week and previous and and the, and the previous week, the system has been working. Given the number of challenges that the system has been facing, um, do you think it was wise to collectively then cancel the on the you know the hybrid model or the dual model that was previously being used, 
of either individuals or even driving schools being able to come physically into the driving license centers when they are experiencing challenges? Katie, the, the dual system has not been cancelled. It's still uh, applicable, but for the elderly. Elderly are still able to walk into the centers to do, to renew their driving license cards and, and do other transactions. Yes, but for the rest of the population, again, given the fact that this is a system that, as you've just said, has been experiencing challenges. But it only experienced challenges around the 18th to the 23rd, and those who attended to and uh, and improvements were made. There are many other people who made suggestions of what what, uh, improvements can be made, and we listened to those and effected those those suggestions. So the system is now stable and having taken into account proposals from from other stakeholders who were outside its working uh, as as supposed to. All right, Mr. Zwane, we're going to continue the conversation in a moment. Uh, He, of course, speaks on behalf of the Road Traffic Management Corporation. It's around the online booking system that has been experiencing challenges. As you have heard, of course, uh, driving school owners have their own version of what these difficulties may have been. I'll also take your calls on 011-714-2006. It's 9.30 and has your latest headlines. The Talking Point with Kathy Motlasana, weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. We continue the conversation on the talking point and we're reflecting for our thinking point this morning on the difficulties being experienced with the online booking system. This is for licenses. And I'll also be taking your calls on the subject. Simon Zwani speaks on behalf of the RTMC. Mr. Zwani, before I continue just with some of the questions that I had, I've got on the line Vusi in Lebohom and I just want to quickly put him on. I don't want to keep him waiting for too long so that he can ask you the question that he has for you. Vusi, good morning. Morning, how are you? I'm well, thank you, sir. Go for it. Very, very well and very distant. Mm. One question, the key component of stakeholders that is referring to is the, uh, is the, 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 the driver's uh, license um, uh, learners and stuff like that, and also the driving school uh, owners. That's a key stakeholders. But then in this case, the key component stakeholder, which is the, the drivers, um, uh, school owners, they were not consulted in a such a way that they are revolting against the system because the system itself, it kicks them out of the system of operation because when he's saying the protection of information, obviously as an organization, we do subscribe to information protection. So when he says we are not we are not involved in the, in, in, the, in the design of the system. So obviously they are kicking us out of the business. So my question to him is, the, drive, the driving school owners, were they consulted and how come now they revolt against the system? Thank you. Mm, okay. All right. Mr. Zwani? Yeah, Kate, as, as I've said, the, the system was in, introduced in 2018. And there have been many interactions uh, with driving school operators on the system. Uh, when changes were made, 
and improvements made. Uh, maybe we didn't consult with them when we introduced the payment system on the on the on the, on the on the system. And but discussions are now taking place with them. They've made proposals. There's a meeting also going on uh, today to look at some of the proposals that they have made. So that matter is being taken on board, and the proposals, their proposals, are being taken on board on how we can further improve the system. But there are people who uh, who've been saying that uh, system prevents them from urbage. I don't know what that means, but we were designing a system to improve efficiency at the at, at the DLTCs, ensuring that ordinary person would be able to transact on the system mm. without any hindrance, uh, improving efficiencies, and ensuring that. There is no uh, unethical conduct or even corruption taking place uh, around the issues of licensing. So that those were our primary concerns. Look, that's why. Yeah, and, and I, thought, I don't think that anybody, of course, is is wanting to create the impression that this conversation is about saying um, that the efficiencies that have been introduced should not be there, uh, especially when it comes to the way in which they are also an attempt to deal with how corrupt uh, the systems within the licensing centers have been. At the same time, however, an important point that was raised yesterday by the Driving School Association has been the issue of access, saying that by completely moving things online, um, there are individuals who are being disadvantaged from accessing the system. And, and that is, I think, a concern that's not just representative of what the driving school associations want, but if I, have, as Kathy, I'm struggling with the system online, whether it's just because, uh, you know, I don't find it user friendly, I don't understand it, I don't have an email address, then what 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 can I do? Because the impression that has been created is that somebody in that position can now no longer present themselves at a licensing center to try then and get a date. And that's a very, very big issue. Yes, that's an unfortunate impression. It was not correct. From 2018, we had placed kiosks at licensing centers so that those people can use those kiosks and be assisted there to use the system. We, we recognized that, that there will be people uh, who may experience challenges, who may need assistance, and the kiosks were made available at, at the, the licensing centers so that those people can be can be assisted in in those in those areas and to the extent that when people present themselves at licensing centers the security guards won't let them in unless they present a document that they have printed from the system that shows that they have an appointment but if you are coming to use the kiosk you would not you would not have a a, a document that says you yes have an and that's the point so, so what yeah, I'm saying to you is that what we've wrong. been yes. So what we've been told is that people are being turned away because the security guards on the premises are basically making sure that whoever accesses the premises are people who present proof of having confirmation of an appointment. And if you're there to use the kiosk, as you're saying, you don't have that print out. 
that that problem was raised in 2018 and it was addressed with the center managers but what we have picked up Kathy, is that in some licensing centers unbeknown to us they removed the kiosks uh, and that is the problem it, the intention for that it's anyone's guess we think that the intention of removing those tears was to facilitate corruption but they have been removed but we, they are being put back now yeah but mr zwani then we remain in the same place because again the issue of access is important so what does a person who does not have an email address right now how are they then able to access the system? Because the solution that you presented, you've just told us actually is not a viable solution because these kiosks don't exist in some of the licensing centers. No, Kathy. The kiosks do exist. There are some who have removed them, but they've been told to put them back. Even the requirement to have an email address uh, after engagements with the with the driving schools, that requirement has now been removed. You no longer have to 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 submit a, a, an email address, so you are no longer required to, to have a, an email address in order to use the system. So, so again, that, that yeah. we've said we we've taken into account issues that have been raised by members of the public as well as uh, some stakeholders, and and the issue of email was raised sharply and, and was attended to. So so the issue for me is that, yes, it's one thing to address the concerns that are being raised by the, the driving school associations, right? But then if the, the, the point of the system is to allow greater interaction and independence for the ordinary citizen, then there must be a way in which everybody has equal access to interact with the system where they're not being disadvantaged. And right now I don't get the sense that if I am, like I was saying to you, Kathy from wherever, and I don't have an email address, and I can't use the system online, I don't get a sense that I will be able to get the assistance that I need when I show up at a driving license center. We've done an analysis of people who have used the system in the past two weeks. We have among them uh, 70-year-olds. I think I saw one was about 80 80 years old. So even elderly, some elderly people are able to access the system because we've been making changes to the system to make it accessible to even people who are not that techno-savvy and taking into account what our the feedback that we've been getting to members of the public. So improvements will continue to be made uh, on the system to perfect it. Maybe people need to uh, expecting it to be the state of perfection, but improvements will be made with feedback from members of the public to get it to a perfect state where they where they, they, everybody can have equal access to the system. All right. Mr. Zwani, we're going to just hang on. We're going to we're going to continue the conversation because I have a couple of callers online that also want to interact with you. I just have a The Talking Point with Kathy Motlasana. Weekdays, nine AM till midday.
All right, so Simon Zwane of the RTMC is still on the line and we're talking about the challenges that uh, they are having when it comes to uh, the online booking system. Let me take Max. You're calling us from Mahikeng. Good morning. Morning. Morning, Kathy. Yes. Uh, yes, can I perhaps try and help here? The way I see this, it, it's a problem of um, bad system design. Uh, ordinarily, you would have, uh, before we had these sophisticated systems, you'd have a member of the public walking into an office and applying for <clears throat> for whatever, mm. to come and sit for an exam or whatever. Now, because of the volumes, um, they then decided to design a system. That system is designed for members of the public, ordinary members of the public. And uh, it's for me to sit at my home in my lounge and, and do the booking and so on. <clears throat> then I think they forgot about the businesses called driving schools. Those businesses are businesses, they've got their business models, and they also act as intermediaries between their department and their clients. So that would, instead of walking to the office, I would go to their offices and they will handle the whole process from A to Z for me, and I'll pay. Now, I think the gentleman must just say that, look, in our design of the system, we forgot to cater for the interest of these businesses called, and they are a treasure group because uh, you, they work in terms of volumes. They would like to bring as many clients as possible and do everything for them, and that is where the problem is. My question to the gentleman is, but why did you use a, a cell phone as a control measure instead of your ID? I mean, people change mm. cell phones every day. Why do you use that as a control measure? Even um, um, an email, I've got about five email addresses, and I, I might forget some of them. Why did you use that as a, as a control control mechanism. Thank you very much. Mm. All right, Max, thanks for that. And again, the issue of cell phones is that uh, the system seems to work better when you have a smartphone. But we have to be realistic about the kind of country we live in, you know. When you look at the number of people that would be applying to try and get a license, especially young people, not the majority of young people in this country have access to smartphones. Mr. Zwani? Yes, Kathy. I think he he has understood it properly, but uh, and it's it's a legislative imperative that made us to design the system to cater for individuals because the legislation says a person must present him or herself to a center to make an appointment or to make a booking and to conclude a, a transaction. Well, that is why the system was intended to service individuals. So, and we understood the business of driving schools to be to prepare a, motor, a, a, a learner motorist, a driver, teach them to drive, and the person would then make the appointment themselves and go and and, and, and take the test. So, this involvement uh, of, of the business to now include 
bookings on behalf of the of the of the of the applicants and all of that is being brought to us now to our attention now but strictly speaking legislatively a driving school is was intended to train you to to drive and you make the appointment yourself and then you go to them for the training and then you 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 book their vehicle you come into the center and do the driving but the, the model, they, they have changed the model. And we're taking that into account in these discussions that are taking place now to say, okay, now you are saying you, may, you do make these kinds of appointments on, on their behalf. So how can we meet each other halfway in that way? And yes, we are, we are also understanding that it's, it's easier to use a, a smartphone to to do the transactions and, 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 and interact with the system. That is why we included that, that uh, duality of the system through the kiosk, so that if you don't have a smartphone, you can also use the kiosk that's available for you free of charge. The kiosks that are not working in some licensing centers right now? Yes, but they were not, we had put them there in good faith uh, to assist uh, to assist those people who are unable to. And, and it's incredible to me that something that you had identified as, as such a key resource would be removed from these licensing centers. You wouldn't know anything about it. Th- that is incredible. No, we are following up and investigating why and by whom were they in, 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 removed because they're not supposed to be removed. And, and uh, how long has this be- been going on for? No, we came, it came to our, our attention this week that they have been removed. We think that somebody has been engaging in some mischief. And who has been public. funding these kiosks? Those kiosks were put by us, by the TMC. <laughs> so, 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 so somebody has been creating mischief to try and whip up uh, public emotions around this issue so that people will say we don't have access. But we are trying everything we can to improve access to the people. So, so, uh, so, so Mr. Zwani, your organization has been funding the presence of these kiosks at licensing centers, but some licensing centers have shut them down without your knowledge. How long have they been shut down for in the, in the, in the centers where they haven't been operational? Yes, I'm saying, I've said to you, we are investigating that. Yes, but I'm asking we, we, you how long, you know, to, to, from what you've been told, how long has, has this been going on for? We came, it came to our attention this week that they are not, they are not there in, in, in some, not all in some uh, licensing centres. So in those licensing centres, we are calling people to account for I'm not disputing that. I'm asking you how long. So the person that said these kiosks are not there, they told you this week. But what I'm asking is how long have they been non-operational for? Kathy, that is part of the investigation that we must now do to understand for how long. But this week it was brought to our attention that they are not there. For instance, when we were at Akasha, it was... We are told that it's not there, but we know we had installed it there. 
So somebody's going to have to account for that. And and there was nobody who was, you know, following up to, to make sure that the money that is being spent on these kiosks is in in fact being well spent, that they're in good condition, they're being maintained, that they're functioning as they should. We never received any complaints uh, before that, that uh, they are not working or there are any technical problems with them. Yes, but I'm asking, do you have officials in your organization that are tasked with making sure that things are operating the way that they need to be at a licensing center. So, for example, if you had somebody who goes to inspect licensing centers, they would have picked up that, oh, uh, the kiosk in this particular licensing center is closed. We need to ask why. So you don't have people that would have done that for the organization. No, we are in in daily conversations with center managers because they have been put in their care. So these are the people who give us feedback on mm -hmm. any other technical on any technical issues that they are experiencing, and then we go and attend to those technical problems. But there's no, none of them has said the, the, the kiosk are not working. Okay. L- let me go to Jimmy. Jimmy, you're calling us from Durban. Good morning. Hey, how's it going, guy? Rogan, how's it going? You know, my question um, I used to ask myself, why this system of online is only here in Gauteng? You know, as a truck driver, to renew our PDP is a big problem. You must have the data, you must have a smartphone in order to, 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 to book your paper for your, for your PDP. Some of us have to go to Cape Town to renew the PDP, to running out of the housing. And it's going to be expensive. And also the connections. I don't know. Maybe these people, they, are used, they, are, they have got a connection on these network companies. Because we have, we must have a data. If you don't have a data, you can't apply. So Mr. Zwani just asked, why only in Gauteng? In Gauteng, even in school, it's online booking. You have to book. If you want your child to go to another school, you must on, or you must use this online system. Why only in Gauteng? All right. Why only Gauteng? It looks like this ANC government is failing us. Why only Gauteng? The other provinces, they're not doing this thing. You can go to SNK. You just go there and book. Uh, you don't even have to book. You just go there to tell them that you are going to renew your PDP. They are giving you the form to go to your doctor. But in Gauteng, you have to start to online booking. Why only in Gauteng? All right, Jimmy. I think the point has well, been made. Well, there might be someone who's benefiting there. Mm. All right. I think the yeah, point you... has been made, Jimmy. I'm going to have to leave it there with you for this morning. Uh, we also have Lazarus uh, Mugwena. He, of course, is the individual, that, the representative, rather, that we spoke to from uh, the Driving School Association yesterday. Uh, Lazarus, good morning. Good morning, Katia. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Yeah. Katia, from where I, I'm standing now, it looks like Mr. Zwani is actually creating a very big problem to the public now. Mm. It's actually putting more frustration to the public because it keeps on lying to say, I'm sorry to say that, it keeps on lying to say they installed a, a, a kiosk in all the DLTC and the kiosks have been removed. So it's failing to identify, as like the question you asked her, because they are the management people that are managing the, the kiosks. Who then removed the kiosks? So no answer for that. Katie, let me just put this clear to you to say there is a test team that was formed with a led by led by uh, MEC Jacob Mamavolo in, in before everything can be can be can be can be done. The RTMC themselves 
they defy they, they, that, that, that a trust team that was formed. So that is why we put proposals. There's so many proposals. We said to them, before this system can put, put on to the public, let's run on this tool and make sure that the system that we're taking to the public is a complete system. So they were behind our back because the first time when we encountered this problem, we called the Department of Road and Transport and Housing. The Road and Transport, they said to us, they are also surprised with the same issue that is happening in, in, in what RTMC has done. So let me put forward to Mr. Zwan to say, uh, let them put this on hold and go back to whatever that the people were, were accessing the system and engage properly on the system. We are not against the system, but let's engage properly where everyone will be able to access the system. Okay. Currently, at this point, the system is not accessible. All right, Lazarus, thank you, thank you so much for calling in and for raising those issues. Uh, let me go to uh, you, this, <laughs> my corners. So <laughs> it's somebody calling on, on behalf of, of his driving school, I think. My corners, good good morning. <laughs> not really, Kathy, uh, I just want to comment. My name is my corner, you're correct. Okay. Wanna... Oh, I see, I see. My corner is your name. Oh, apologies That's for that. Name. Yes, okay. That's my name, Kathy, yes. Kathy, I just want to comment. I think for the longest of time, we know that driving schools have been very, very corrupt. Mm. And we know very well. Mm. And we've been crying about this because if you take somebody to driving schools, they pay extremely, very expensive because they are told that we'll book for you. And we know, and they are clear about it, that the money will be to organize with the, uh, with the licensing department officials to book you for, for that. And they will give you a date in advance because they know they will get it. But it was expensive because they were corrupt. Now, the system is actually keeping that. And I think we, we seem to be complicating it. And we are not aware that the driving schools would not leave it because they know that they're actually losing out on this one. Uh, in the past two months, I've, been, I've renewed my license. My wife has renewed the license as well. Seamlessly so, because we booked and they give you a slot. You go to that uh, license department. It doesn't take you even two hours to walk out of there. But before, you would actually struggle actually to get through that. But the booking on the system, for me, sums up for it. And mm. it's one, mm. keep it up. Okay. All right, Marconis. Thanks. Thanks for that call. And I think a lot of people um, that, that sent messages even yesterday are more than happy to remove the middleman, which is the driving school, right? But my key point is that then the system must be equally accessible. We live in the most unequal country in the world. So it can be easy for somebody like myself and my corners and his wife to be able to make those systems and bookings online. But we have to think about others who are not in the same position and how does the system cater to their needs as well. So yes, it, it must absolutely be moved to be a lot more independent and, and allow individuals to be a lot more in, independent. But let's create equal access to the system. Mr. Zwani? Yeah, as, as the last caller has said, the system is working. That is proof enough from what he has said. As the system is working, uh, yes, there are issues that need to be attended to, and they are being attended to. The guy from the driving school is part of the engagements that have been taking place with the MEC, MEC Mamabulu. And based on those engagements, 
some changes have been made to the system and he's not stating that. So he's not being thoroughly uh, open uh, with you because he knows himself that changes have been made to accommodate the issues that they have been raising. Now, there's a caller who said, why is it shouting? The decisions whether to have a pre-booking system online or not is taken by each uh, province individually. The RTMC simply facilitates to, to, to make the platform available. The system is not only available in Gauteng. The Eastern Cape they're using the pre-booking system, and it's working perfectly. That there are no complaints. People are booking for, for, to write their driving, to write their learner license, uh, licenses there. They're booking for all manner of, of, of services in Kabecha and in, 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 in Eastland and in the Eastern Cape. All right. So as, as the provinces get ready and they say, bring the system to us, we, 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 are, we are engaging with them and, and, and do that. But Mr. it's a decision yeah. that is taken at provincial level to say we are ready for this kind of uh, intervention. Mr. Zwane, we're completely out of time. Let's leave it there for this morning. He speaks on behalf of the RTMC and Musa is standing by with your latest 10 o'clock news.